1: Empire. Heal back to Hachimura. Konichiwa! Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assist from me and the most
0: school-fed baskets ever.
1: You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you
0: don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in <laughs> another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up? is mine. We're not gonna be fucking suck this year with Cup champions yeah
1: this podcast is all over social media so follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast also the Facebook group just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast and you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that. Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, after taking Tuesday off, I'm kind of fired up about today's show. I mean, like super fired up about it. You have no idea. We got lots of stuff going on this week that we didn't get to cover. You know, we were off on Tuesday. Martin Luther King Day. You know how it is. So we, we wanted to really enjoy the day. Yeah, we work bankers hours. <laughs> we do, for sure. Lots of stuff, like I said, happened over the weekend. I actually had some congratulations to go around, some new stuff that popped up. Can't talk about all of it, but uh, first and foremost, congrats to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, they actually survived the inauguration, so that, that was, was good. good. That good. was good. <laughs> that, w- it was- that was really good. Also, congrats to uh, Alex Smith as expected, winning comeback player of the year. So good for him there. And um, this wasn't official last time we talked about it, but congrats to Chase Young. He actually won officially the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but he's actually the fourth Ohio State defensive player to win that award in five years. It's crazy. It's nuts. They just keep pushing him
0: out over there. It's like when Penn State was like linebacker you. And the fact that some of them played on the field together at Ohio State is absolutely insane. Like an assembly line Ima- Imagine being a quarterback on the other side. Like I'm telling you, it's like uh necessary roughness. It's like blow the whistle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, also, congrats to the Wiz for having enough COVID-free players to practice on Wednesday. That was a very good thing to see. And uh speaking of COVID, congrats to Dwayne Haskins for signing a one year deal with the Steelers yesterday. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: he made his rounds. He told Carolina to go screw themselves. Well, they mm-hmm. wanted to put him on some future players list or some shit, and he just said, "Thanks, but no thanks." Like a big shot. And That's what he is? Hey, I, I mean, I guess there's a market for him. There's two teams that offered him contracts, regardless if they were starter positions or whatever. So somebody seems to think that he has some type of potential out there, regardless if he has his head screwed on straight. I don't know, but. Tomlin isn't the type of guy that's just going to hire some loser or some guy that doesn't give a shit. I mean, he just has that type of track record. I mean, he's had some nutcases in house, Juju, Antonio Brown, guys like that that are established, but I don't think he's going to bullshit around with some guy that he doesn't know what he has. And on top of that is a head case. So good for him. Hope he makes it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good spot. And honestly, I've compared Haskins to Roethlisberger in the past, especially those last three games that he played in 2019. I think he had kind of similar pocket presence. He's big and mobile enough, kind of like Ben, and I think it's a good spot for him. He'll probably be their quarterback for the next 15 years, so that's, that's something to look forward to.
0: Well, hey, I don't know how long they think Roethlisberger is going to be there. If he's there for another year, who knows? They could bring another guy in and then cut Haskins' ass. I don't know. For right now, I think they're bringing him in, like you said. They have He has the same type of build, same type of arm. I mean, mobility when Roethlisberger came into the league was a hell of a lot better than... Than Haskins is. I don't think that
1: Roethlisberger was that mobile. He just was very shot. Are you kidding me? Shifty in the pocket and able to avoid rushers because he was big himself. He looks like a fucking offensive lineman
0: at a University of Miami or Miami U or whatever the hell they call it up there in Ohio. He was a very mobile quarterback for the time coming into the NFL. What I'm saying is comparatively speaking to what Haskins is. Yeah. So. Hey, big build guy. Maybe that's the type of guy that they want. Maybe they want to get back to that throwing the ball downfield ship because all Roethlisberger was doing this year was Alex Smith in it and Dakin and Duncan all over the place. So, like I said, hey, Mazeltov. He got a contract. It's a one year deal. He could be cut by the first week of the training
1: camp. So, who the hell knows? Yeah, we will see. And uh, huge congratulations in order for Noel's favorite trailblazing female place kicker, Sarah Fuller, for being asked to introduce the vice president on the uh, Celebrating America telecast, I believe it's called.
0: Look, I'm not a chauvinist asshole. I'm really not. Uh, Maybe a tiny bit. Uh, uh, Who knows? Maybe people do think that I am. But this is a damn joke. You want to talk about no pride, no shame by this girl. I mean, It's not the fact that people are asking her to do things. If somebody asks me to do something or, you know, introduce Kamala Harris or kick for Vanderbilt, I'm not going to say no. Right. But don't talk talk to me about this breaking ground shit and comparing yourself to Kamala Harris. I mean, in her opening speech, she's like, yeah, um, you have to fight for it. And she has on the back of her helmet, play like a girl and all this crap. And she's putting herself in the same limelight as Kamala Harris, who seriously broke ground on two (laughs) different levels. And this girl's coming out and she dinked two fucking extra points. It was silver platter to her. It's okay to not play in a different gender sport. You know, here's an example. okay? Okay. This is perfect at work today. I don't know. The ladies are bored, I guess. They decide to start. I don't know, filing shit, doing, I guess, quote unquote, the stereotypical what women do, you know, at an <laughs> office, I guess the they fuck? start to organize files. So I'm sitting there. Um, it's dead at work. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not finding busy work just to do it. And they're like, okay. Well, um, could you carry those boxes?
1: The men's work.
0: The men. Oh, I said, Oh, Miss Feminist. I said, all of a sudden now there's a gender gap. That I got to carry boxes upstairs now, right? Such a double standard. We were joking around about it, but it's funny. She always, the woman at work is always like, you know, women can do just as much as men can do. And we kind of have that little banter back and forth, just in a fun way. Right. So I I automatically come back, oh, you want me to mow the lawn?
1: Take out the trash.
0: Change the oil on the car. (laughs) You know, shit like that. It's just, it's hilarious how equal things are until game time
1: comes. Yeah, I deal with this shit at home all the time. It's unbelievable. Right. And, like, nobody, nobody else is allowed to take out the trash but me. And, like, I don't know where it is.
0: And I want these girls to absolutely know that the sky's the limit for them. Absolutely 100%. Like I said, I've got a 15-year-old daughter. I want her to think that she can grab the world by the balls if she wants to. But to sit here and be delusional at the fact that you can do certain things that are just not feasible... Is it possible? Yes. But it's just there are other things that you can push yourself to be great at.
1: Let me ask you something. Yeah. If Natalie was in that exact same situation and you knew that she was kind of like silver platter, this kicking job at Vanderbilt or whatever school. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you'd be proud of it, regardless of the situation.
0: Abs- hey, <laughs> you want to give me that scholarship for bullshitting around? <laughs> Absolutely. One hundred percent. I'll be there at the game. I'll be proud of her. I'll let her say take all the accolades you can get and I will freaking hoist her up on my shoulders. There's no doubt about it. But come on.
1: But would you tell her to calm the shit down with like the big speeches after the games and and all the bullshit that this I chick would was tell doing? her to
0: take it easy if she wants to talk to girls about Fight for what you want in life. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do anything. Yes. But this girl did not fight for the position. Yeah. If a little girl comes up to her and says, I want to be a kicker too. Darling, you can do whatever you want in life. (laughs) Well, how did you get it? Well, the entire team was decimated with COVID. (laughs) I was packing my bags and the coach called me because they needed a kicker that day. Oh. Oh,
1: cool. Okay
0: great <laughs> I mean we're belaboring it's, it but yeah yeah no good for her that she good got her, her. F- yeah good for her that she got her face on TV
1: and look she didn't ask to introduce Kamala Harris Absolutely. to this thing they asked her so this is where this country's going I guess you know
0: there's certain sports that are just more equipped for men and more equipped for women there are certain sports that I say damn that woman could kick ass in sport a and there are certain sports that I say a man could kick ass in sport B. It's not a matter of equal. There isn't. I'm not asking somebody to write a resume, but football is football, okay? Men usually can jump higher. They're stronger. That's why they asked me to pick the box up. I'm not like some beast. They didn't ask Arnold Schwarzenegger to pick up the fucking box. That's I'm your sure. standard everyday average guy. <laughs> But it's just certain things can be done by certain genders. It's okay. It's not an issue. Stop force-feeding this shit to me. I'm done.
1: Well, good. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a good take, Noel. And uh, finally, wanted to mention a huge congratulations to to me. And and I'll tell you why. Why do you ask? I'm not asking. But go (laughs) ahead. I'm sure you'll tell. Well, the Kyle Smith News that Rivera and him were having problems working together. And I said this in the last episode, there was no chance in hell. Well, it wasn't
0: really you. It was your source.
1: Okay. Well, I'm the one who broke it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: That's true. Okay.
1: And, you know, did you notice, though, that not 24 hours later, this shit was everywhere? On the Team 980, I heard Kevin Sheehan talking about this stuff. Now, look, I'm sure he has great sources himself. I'm sure he has some peeps. Yeah. I'm sure he does. But I, I didn't hear it anywhere else before the Beltway Sports Bros podcast. Just wanted to throw that out there. And um it's it's nice to break some news once in a while, even though nobody seems to give credit where credit's due. Anyway.
0: <laughs> Good job. Thank I, you. I, you got it from me. Excellent work.
1: At least you heard it. It's a That's shame.
0: The most it, it, right. The whole thing, it's a shame. You know, and I know we're gonna get into the upcoming hiring with Martin Mayhew and and all that, but with the Kyle Smith thing and how that that transpired. I guess they just really don't like each other or whatever direction they're going in. Maybe Kyle Smith's an asshole. Maybe Rivera's an asshole. Who the hell knows? They're just oil and vinegar, apparently. So, and Rivera's the man. And sorry, Mr. Smith. I wish two Smiths would go. Get the (laughs) fuck out of my life. You know, I'm sorry. Take your award and go.
1: Well, Actually, I tweeted this and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, but like he said on that, did you? I don't know if you watched the 60 Minutes thing or not, but no. He said that basically he's coming back. He was sitting there with his incredibly hot wife and was saying that this basically reaffirmed this last season, reaffirmed what I can do in the league. Did it? It did. Did it. The thing about it is, though, what's he going to do? If he retires, he's going to be out that money. $24 million, Matt.
0: Yeah. So $24 million, if he doesn't play it down, I saw your tweets. You were absolutely 100% right. I mean, he would be an idiot. Mother Teresa wouldn't (laughs) retire. Gandhi wouldn't (laughs) retire if he saw $24 million sitting on the table. He'd say, I don't give a shit. I'll shovel shit in the back (laughs) if you need
1: me to. And that's what I was saying. He's a nice guy, but he's not stupid. Right. Okay. He would have gotten the money if he couldn't physically play. And that was proven. right? Now that he's played, he would have to either say, my leg's done, I can't do it. And that's a possibility he'd get out of it as well. And he has to retire due to injury. But if he retires based off of, I just don't want to play anymore, like Phillip Rivers or, or whatever, he's going to lose out on that money. It's a totally different thing. So in order to say, yeah, I'm absolutely playing, and he's not an idiot. He knows they're going to cut his ass Right. He's going to get paid the full amount of money. Right. And people are like, oh, wow, I can't believe he's coming. He has no intention. No one's ever going to pick him up again. Absolutely I really like not. I really like Alex Smith, but he wants to get paid to do nothing. If they were both out there at the same time, Haskins, as you can
0: see, made a team. Smith wouldn't play in the X- well, well, I'm sorry. You know the XFL better than I do, but he might play in that. Might. Maybe. Just for name might. value. Just to get um their commercials out there. But That'd come on, man. You haven't stolen enough money from Washington. Really, I said this in old podcasts. He's a thief. He's a nice guy, but you proved your point that you can stand there and throw a ball 5 yards. Excellent work. And you he, had a team he had
1: some games that he threw some And you games. had
0: a team that rallied around you based on What you went through. This defense started to play better when he came in. That offensive line rose to the occasion when he was in there, and that was the difference. Okay? Yes, did he make some good throws? Yeah. Sunshine's on a dog's ass some days. He couldn't make it through. He was a detriment in the last two games. What are we talking about
1: here? And it also turned out to be a bigger problem because it was actually a bone bruise, not a calf strain. So he actually had a bruised bone in that bad leg. So they didn't want to raise up any real red flags, I guess, but he admitted that in the in the interview. So let's just take this, your, your Boy Scout here. Let's say they really want
0: to make Snowball's chance in hell, but let's just take it for a moment. They really want to go into the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Really do. This guy just signed a contract. He's making a shitload of money. They say, fuck it. We're all in. First round picks up the wazoo, whatever the hell it it is. We'll do the Ditka thing for Ricky Williams, give you the whole damn draft. (laughs) Well, they still got this asshole that they got to worry about on $24 million that's going to strap them down where they can't sign other vulnerabilities like another receiver, other positions that they need to fill because they've got that locked into another guy that's gimping around on the sideline for yet another season.
1: Well... If you were in that situation, and if I was in that situation, you'd take every dime that you possibly could. Just like the
0: Vanderbilt girl. Nobody's nobody's denying the fact that if somebody asks you to go talk for Kamala Harris, absolutely 100%. It's an honor. I'm not talking about these things, but right is right. He's made his money on it. He's not stepping up to the plate. Shit, even asshole Tom Brady has taken pay cuts. This guy's not asking for a re. Rene- if
1: he thinks he has a future in the league, renegotiate your deal. Well, in fairness, if they cut him, it's a $13 million hit. Okay. so you We'll know. have
0: to bring uh, Corey back on in order for that crap. Corey. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like a bad penny. It's still something that we're talking about. Deservedly so, the comeback player of the year. We knew it if he played one down on the field that he was going to win comeback player of the year. He won it. You proved your point. Thank you very much, and let's move on. This is a team that has potential to be something. We've got a short frame of time here. We're bringing in a new general manager. Mm-hmm. Good transition coming here. Yeah, that um has a lot to do over the next couple years for this team to be productive on the long term.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, down the line, we'll get into situations like you know Deshaun Watson things like that. I don't think there's a chance in hell of that happening, but we'll get into that at a later time. We're going to talk about the GM situation, though, and I wanted to let you guys know we are going to have another Top 5. It is Top 5 Friday, so keep that in mind. If you all are still listening by now. Yeah, if we haven't put you to sleep.
0: <laughs> or or if we lost the
1: feminists <laughs> oh, by now. That, that, that already happened. That <laughs> happened a year ago. All right, well, a little bit of a curveball that was thrown. Washington is now hiring former Redskins cornerback. I said Redskin because he was, Martin Mayhew as the GM leaving his role as the 49ers VP of player personnel. The rumor originally was that former Panthers GM Marty Herney was going to be hired on as Washington's GM, but instead he's been hired on in a senior front office capacity, and they haven't really gone into specifics about that, whatever that is. So a little bit of a background, Mayhew was the Lions GM for eight years and ended up with a record of 47 and 83. That's uh, with two playoff losses, losing in the wild card round both times. Uh, something of note in 2008, which is Mayhew's first year as Lions GM, they went 0 and 16 not necessarily his fault but it was the first year that he was there
0: i mean that ain't a good start though <laughs> that's, that's for not. sure i don't give a damn oh, like oh it's a, it's like a president you know that says like it was from the previous tenure
1: the economy was down but uh,
0: the economy's down it's not my fault it happened with the, the first 8 years i'm working it back it's yeah. like dude i mean still i mean there had to have been some movement that you had but anyway i digress go ahead owen so, 16 right out of the gate really hot
1: yeah and they kept him which was nice of him, but not a great record as a GM. Obviously, since 2016 on, he's been uh, doing other positions kind of similar to Kyle Smith. Not an actual GM, but a kind of lower-level role. So, I mean, what do you think about this? This is kind of a kind of a surprise. We, we knew that Martin Mayhew was coming in. We thought maybe assistant GM or something like that. I thought
0: that. he was just going to take the role of what Kyle Smith was doing, and, and he was going to kind of
1: do the same type of thing he was doing with the 49ers.
0: That's what I, I was under the impression of, but apparently uh, not. I mean, I guess Herney's had his two shots. Now they're going to give Mayhew his second shot. But both of these two together, I'm looking at this information, Matt. I tried to look down the list of drafts. I mean, he's got two big names. It's really difficult. I mean, he's got Indomitian, Sue, and Stafford.
1: And any idiot would have drafted Stafford any, that year. I mean, come on. That doesn't even count.
0: Exactly. Those don't even count. It was like, okay, good job. Even Kyle Smith, if he got credit for the Chase Young pick, good job. I mean, the no-brainer. There are other deeper picks. You go, you go down into the nitty gritty when you're going down deep. This guy drafted two punters in his tenure too, in the fourth round and the fifth round. Now, I'm not going to give you a breakdown of every single freaking pick this guy did. This punter better kick to the fucking moon. The record speaks for itself. He was a general manager for eight years. Yes, he has. I mean, he has experience in, in the realm. He's he's a former Redskin. I guess we yeah. can say that. In you this. can say that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he does? Yes, I'm a I- former Redskin. I don't think he does. I'm a a former football teamer.
1: (laughs) Football teamer. (laughs) Yeah, I think it depends on the person, really. I think Joe Gibbs still says Redskins, I have no doubt. Me too. Me too. Here's another weird thing.
0: Not on the Martin Mayhew thing, but I did notice San Francisco is getting compensation, a third round compensatory pick. Okay, they're getting three compensatory picks over the next three years because they lost two minorities in their front office. Now, really? yes. Now, my question is is why are they getting rewarded for letting their minorities go?
1: I think that it has to do with them getting jobs that are that are higher level than what they have in the in the organization. Basically, I think the goal is there to push your minority people into a higher level role within another organization. So they're credit, then-
0: they're crediting the 49ers for doing that, not him. He worked as a general manager. He was fired as a general manager. He got demoted at another location. He's an experienced guy, and maybe he's deserving of a second opportunity. The 49ers didn't have anything to do with it. What did they do, put in a recommendation? Well, they I mean, did promote him
1: last year. No, no, I, to- I,
0: I get that. But they weren't willing to make the leap and put him as general manager. Why are they getting the benefit of it? Yes, Good job, applaud that you hired minorities, but you weren't willing to upgrade them. the hell are you getting benefits for? They went someplace else, they worked their ass off, they proved themselves that they were valuable to an organization, you weren't willing to make the leap, so another organization grabs them, gives them the promotion that they probably deserved, some don't, in any race, some of them don't, they're retread, just like, I'm glad he got it over Herney, that's for damn sure, but... You're rewarding the 49ers for not promoting your guys and giving them third round picks? Well, what does not do do? make Fi- any
1: sense to me. Do you fire John Lynch, to just say that we've promoted you to GM? I mean, it doesn't No,
0: no, I under I understand that, but just the compensatory pick aspect that the 49ers are getting rewarded for something they had absolutely nothing to do with makes no sense.
1: I think it had a lot to do with them because they did promote him last year into the VP of player personnel. And to me, that's a good sign. Obviously, they've done a good job with the 49ers. I mean, they were decimated with injury last year or this year, but prior year they were in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It just
0: seems strange to me. It Maybe if you were an up and comer, started out as a scout, moved up, you kept building them and building them.
1: No, but I guess what I was saying, I think that that's a good sign that he's maybe figured some things out because if they thought highly enough of, to promote him to right under John Lynch and they've done a hell of a job with building their roster. That's one positive, outside of his horrendous record with the Lions. And I wanted to say as well, they had to give him a GM title in order to pull him out of San Francisco. Right. So this could be like a Doug Williams situation, that he was a VP in name only. He didn't actually have any real say in any of the player personnel decisions. And to me, you mentioned before him taking Kyle Smith's position. I think that's a very real possibility. Because Marty Herney did run shit with the Panthers you know, twice, and just because he's going to have a different title doesn't mean that those roles aren't going to be the same, if that makes any sense. So in essence, Herney still being the real GM, and because they had to give Mayhew a raise in title specifically to get him to the team, it may be the same situation. Well, even
0: the case, they saw value in him willing to give him that title in order to pull him away. So, regardless of whatever title is, I think this is going to be a group de- group decisions. I think they're going to do this with Mayhew, Herney, Rivera, whomever else in the room. Hopefully, a hell of a lot better version than the old committees that they used to have with the Bruce Allens of the world and and however the organization and ranking system was back then, God only knows. Yeah. But I think that they had confidence in Mayhew, came in for the interview, and um and they liked what they saw, and that's fine. I'm just looking at Herney and Mayhew's decision-making as far as rounds three through seven. One thing that I'm concerned about with the Herney aspect, I don't know how much power he has, is he will allow players to leave, okay? Washington has some big contracts that are potentially going to be coming up. The Sheriff one is the glaring one that's right now.
1: The guy just had to hit the first-team All-Pro, too, you know? Herney just let Bradbury
0: go, okay? So he has had track records of sometimes not being loyal to certain players that have earned the right to get a contract and has moved on. So I don't know. We've got a lot of big time players coming up here shortly. Um he's new to the game with Washington. You might say fuck it. We're going to well, we're going to start building through uh the draft
1: which he can't do. The thing is though The way that Washington is set up, they're similar to like New England and other quote unquote coach centric teams. At the end of the day, Rivera is the one who makes the final decision on those. And I think that's the reason they're having trouble. Number one, because, you know, Washington still has a stain on it. You still have to think about GM's probably are concerned about Dan Snyder regardless of Rivera's presence there. Even if he's not involved at all, I'm sure it can hold off some people. You always got to bring in
0: Dan. No, I think the issue, I totally disagree with you. I think the issue is, is that like you said, and
1: I was in agreement up until you brought up Mr. Snyder. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that. I'm saying that Mr. Yeah, I said Mr. Snyder. Very proper with him. <laughs> no, but for right or wrong, I'm not saying that it's even probably an issue anymore as of right now. I'm not saying down the road it won't be. God, but I'm you saying want it to be an issue so bad. Trust me, I do not. Yeah. In every way, I do not want it to be an issue. But I'm saying that I'm sure it gives some general managers some pause. Regardless of all that. The way that they're currently set up, Rivera does make the final decision, and I'm sure that some general managers that are out there want to be true general managers and make
0: Exactly. That's what I was getting at, is that, look, in our case, and in some other ways, and it's a copycat league, that now, it used to be always the general manager was the head coach's boss. Right. Okay? Now, a lot of these teams, it's the head coach, general manager's ranked number two. So... If I'm an old school general manager, the reason why Herney's there is because he's on his third stint and he's old as shit. He's just happy to be there. He's just happy to be on a team at this point, man. But you get a regular up-and-coming general manager, an upstart guy that's like hot off the presses, teams are clamoring to get him. Fuck you. I'm not answering to the head coach. Are you kidding me? But we're coach-centric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is how we (laughs) we do things here. You still got a voice. But, you know, <laughs> right. just sign a contract and be the asshole, or lowball the guy and just be the dick
1: in the room. OK, that's what we yeah. want you to do. They interviewed the guy from Tennessee. That would have been good. There's some guys out there that I are, would have loved to have him, man. He's like, yeah, thanks. But no, thanks. yeah, Isn't gonna work uh, for
0: me. thank you. No. I'm not going to yeah. sit there and just be the asshole when I walk into the locker room, guys say, yeah, that asshole lowballed me $5 million on my signing bonus.
1: Yeah. So this is what you get. Yeah. But he feels comfortable with him. Obviously, he feels comfortable with Marty Herney. Brought him back a second. God, stint this nepotism Carol- is, which, is out of it's, control, man. Yeah, but at the same time, Martin Mayhew, he's never worked with before. No, so. I was surprised. I'm happy that they have some outsiders. You're absolutely right. But I will say Marty Herney, Maybe his drafts as a whole are not phenomenal, but I'll tell you what, he is a beast when drafting first rounders. I mean, he oh, hits yeah. on literally everyone. Yeah. It's not figuratively, literally, every single one.
0: Doesn't matter where they're at in the rankings. We're not talking about just Cam Newton here. No, you no. know, he's had some monsters, some like all time great Panther players. Hey. Good. The first two rounds can make a franchise.
1: Yeah, if you don't hit on your first round pick, which trust me, Washington is not on many different occasions. We just let one of them go, for instance. If you've got a guy that at least you know can hit on a first round pick, I mean, you've done a good job in that regard. And hopefully they can have people on that team. And hopefully Kyle Smith is willing to stay. I don't think he is, but that, that seems to be his forte.
0: My issue is this, and then we can kind of move on, Matt. These guys, Herney and Mayhew, based on their track record... There's no dig. Like I said, it's superficial. It's the first couple rounds. Okay, yes, they're very important. But a franchise, especially with some of the vulnerabilities that this team has, you've got to find a few diamonds in the rough. You've got to find one of those players that adds depth that is even on the team for a few years. Well, that's
1: what consistent winners do.
0: Exactly. The three of these guys getting into a room and analyzing and scouting and looking looking at stuff – I just don't have that serious confidence that they're going to be able to dig deep and say, okay, in the fifth round, we're going to trade up based on our board to get this guy because this is a steal right here. This is a guy that we had a third-round grade on. He's in the fifth round right now, and we're going to go up and we're going to nab this guy. I don't have confidence that the three of these old men
1: are going to be able to get into a room and do this. Herney did draft Josh Norman in the fifth round, so there you go. That's just
0: one claim to fucking fame. That's it. (laughs)
1: Greg Hardy, sixth round. <laughs> he made the Pro Bowl. He made the Pro Bowl, but then he Oh you know, my God. I think he's like cage fighting now or something. He's yeah, like some completely like psychotic. That. Damn.
0: Yeah. He's uh Cowboys gave him a shot.
1: Yeah, he it, did okay. But then he you know Same old, same he, old whatever he does. Yeah. Hey, he drafted D'Angelo Williams. I got a story about him later on. Yeah, you sure with. do. God. <laughs> to close things out here, you have to base track record on, I mean, what else can you base it off of, right? And bottom line is though, Marty Herney was involved in two Super Bowls, lost them both with Carolina. Yes, he was not the general manager when he made the second Super Bowl, but that was his team. Gentlemen yeah. kind of reaped the benefits of what he did. And again, I, I just go back, Herney's first round picks, every single one of them is an all pro except for Jeff Ota, who was a offensive tackle and he just was actually really good. He just got injured and couldn't come back. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm more we'll see. concerned I'm more concerned about Mayhew because that Lions stint was not was not pretty. No. To say the least. Not at all. But we'll see. And um, hey, welcome. Welcome back, Martin Mayhew. Yeah, welcome back. All right, well, I think that's it for that portion of it. Yeah, let's get into some uh
0: some good stuff.
1: Yeah. So after the break, we're going to get to the old top five Friday. I never know how to say that by the way, top five to the top five or the top five Friday, Eh, whatever.
0: Um, (laughs) now you're making me think about it. I'm telling you, I write five Fridays is probably the best way to say it with the Fridays. Fridays. Yeah. Um, Top five Fridays.
1: Okay. Or top
0: five Friday. I can say it fine.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very debatable, but anyway, we'll see you on the other side. It's almost that time when you put your name in a grid and hope that your box hits the final score, but you don't have to wait until February to start winning. With Boxes, you can play box pools every day for every game. Boxes is completely free to play, and you can win big. Washington football fans who download the app from the App Store or go to Boxes.com, that's B-O-X-I-Z.com, and use our code, BROS20, to get free bonus boxes where you can win cash and prizes. We'll have new games every week and incredible prizes in the playoffs. And for the big game, that will include tickets to next year when fans can finally return in 2021. So go to Boxes.com for more info or download the app now. B-O-X-I-Z. Use the code BROS20 when you sign up and when you enter our contest. It's free for you and your friends to get in and win. Boxes. It's anyone's game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Welcome back. So uh, let's move on to the critically acclaimed Top 5 Friday. Who critically acclaims it, by the way? Our fans. Our fans? Yeah, they love it.
0: Yeah, no, you're welcome. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. Thank you, Noel. (laughs) Great work. Great work.
0: I like the good bits. (laughs) The good bits. (laughs) Listen back to the Snyder shit if you want to hear about what the good bits are.
1: Yeah, you should do yourself a favor just go back and listen to every episode, especially those ones. Noel and I... some fucking battles with those, but so, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do something a little bit different than other lists that we've had, yeah. um, you know, mainly because Noel's a loser and doesn't know anyone worth a shit. So, right. you know, this I is- don't
0: want to know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Noel, I'm going to let you take over being the MC portion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play be, by I, play portion, the, whatever
0: the host, the host, let me preface the show first. So. Lindsay, my wife. Oh, and happy birthday. Happy birthday. Belated birthday yes. to uh, Lindsay, by the way. Yeah, so this made me think of this list for Matt. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay runs into, she goes to Starbucks, she runs into Joe Gibbs.
1: Actually, quite a bit. I thought we lived in the D.C. area and all. I don't understand <laughs> how that happens. <laughs> he's up in the Starbucks. So he, he he likes the Starbucks up in D.C. What do you want? Of Gaithersburg? Yeah, yeah Gaithers, he's, he's,
0: the g the Star, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> So she runs into him quite a bit and, you know, they've had nice conversations in line, this and that. So it made me think the amount of celebrities or athletes that Matt has met and the awkward moments that he's had. So why not do no pride, no shame, weird moments, like, oh, cringeworthy. So we're going to do a Matt's top five awkward athlete moments. That's what we're doing today. What do you think mm. about that, Matt?
1: I'm excited. You are? I, I have some weird situations that pop up. And, you know, some that I've created on my own and others that just pop up. And I don't really understand why.
0: Some of them I remember hearing about them back in the day. So I'm going to be surprised by the details on some of mm-hmm. these with the rest of you. So it should be fun. But to start off, though, also, this didn't just start recently as a grown man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's been having these no pride, no shame <laughs> moments since we were kids. I've got a perfect example. So we were in Italy with my parents. I think, what were you, Probably maybe 10 years old? I was probably around. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe around 10. So we were in Positano in Italy. No, Portofino. Oh, we were in Porto, Portofino. Portofino. So we're on the, on the water walking, having a nice Beautiful. stroll. Beautiful and area. And you couldn't believe who you saw sitting at a table drinking an espresso.
1: <laughs>
0: Don Shula and his wife. They
1: were the just goat. sitting there. He used to be the GOAT, I guess. Uh, not quite uh, anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's been overtaken. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's a, good enough. Good enough. So we pass by. All of a sudden, my dad, he walks by he says, hey, coach. Just keeps walking.
1: Yeah, it doesn't break stride.
0: Doesn't break stride. Looks over, hey, coach. And nobody knows Don Shula over in Italy unless you're an American guy. So he walks by. And I walk by. Mm-hmm. And I turn around. And all of a sudden, Matt's at the table with Don Shula <laughs> and his wife at yeah. 10 years old. You know, it's cute, a 10-year-old. Hey, really friendly people. I kind of was like halfway, just kind of glancing oh, you over. Were, you were
1: so jealous.
0: I wasn't uh- <laughs> jealous. I was like, what the hell is the guy going to talk about? A couple of old people.
1: Well, okay. I, I, you weren't there with me, and I'll tell you what happened there. Yeah. So um, I was with Don Shula. So I said hello to him. And this is embarrassing, but I lied to him and said that I was a Dolphins fan. See, this is what I'm talking about. And I I was like, I didn't know what to do. He's like, where are you from? I said, I'm from uh, the Washington, D.C. area. West (laughs) Palm, (laughs) son. And I was like, um, I'm actually, I'm a Dolphins fan. He goes, you're from D.C. and you're a Dolphins fan? And this is when Washington, when the Redskins were awesome, by the way.
0: Who's your favorite player?
1: Um, Larry Zonka.
0: (laughs) Dan Marino.
1: Dan Marino. (laughs) No, but uh, yeah. So he uh, he signed a Portofino, Italy thing that poster? Like no, no, it, it was like a just like an itinerary or something. Uh, yeah. His wife looked through her purse and grabbed it and he said, Did she give it. you
0: some candy out of her purse or something too? No, no, no. no. no.
1: They wanted me to take a picture. Don Shula and his wife and another couple, and they asked me to take a picture for him. And I did. God Don assigned the thing and I had it for twenty years and I don't know what the hell I did with it. It's gone, yeah, forever. Guy was just trying to be anonymous. He was so cordial, though, in a
0: foreign land. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure he was happy because he's getting badgered all the time when he's in the U.S. Right, but like just going up, guys is trying to have his little tiramisu and and an espresso, and this little snot nosed kid comes over. It's like, hey, (laughs) and
1: lying. I enjoyed my cappuccinos in Italy. So that (laughs) if you're I'm not gonna get into oh, that. Man, but anyway. No, I, I, that's
0: for another. That's that's another tale. But yeah, so it started young. It started young. The lies to the athletes and to the coaches, just to get in good. But well, you know, hey, think I made their day? I think gives everybody a good idea of where we're going with this. So why don't we start the list, Matt? What's your number five
1: awkward encounter? Okay, so no, you're not gonna be very happy with this, but uh, I've got. Couple wrestlers on my list here, but hey, no shit, they're athletes. Hey, stalker and, and, boy, no, no, no. This had nothing to do with stalking. Yeah. Okay. So I used to work at uh, Enterprise Rent run a car, and uh, I used to work at the Charlotte Airport many moons ago. So if you've ever worked at Enterprise, you know that you can do pretty much whatever you want, you get free upgrades, whatever. But on this day, and this day only, we had some kind of a huge thing that was happening, and they couldn't give away any SUVs for free or at all, even if they paid for it. Okay. Right. So we had this big meeting. They literally said, you will be fired if you give an SUV away. Words verbatim, okay? I didn't think much of it. Whatever, fine. Okay, I don't give a shit. And so what happens that day? (laughs) (laughs) So the way it worked at uh, Enterprise, the the ticket would print up where they come in. There'd be a busload of people that come in every so often from the terminal getting off the, the plane. So I looked down at the sheet, and it says Matt Cardona on it. I was like, that name sounds really familiar we had a mirror. I looked up on it was the other side. And, and the other side was Zack Ryder. If you've ever watched WWE, Zack Ryder's his stage name, Matt Cardona. I don't know why I knew his real name. I have no idea, but I did. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, I was like, shit, Zack Ryder. Awesome. Very nice guy. And then anyway, he was traveling with Dolph Ziggler. By the way, at this point, everybody's wondering,
0: when does somebody I know walk in?
1: You will, you will know soon. <laughs> so Dolph Ziggler is there. And true to his character on TV, total asshole. I mean, scumbag. He takes control. Even though it said Zack Ryder's name or Macrodona's name on the thing, Dolph took control of the situation. Bring him out to the car. And he's like, hey, man, this is Dolph talking. He's like, hey, we got a really big guy coming with us that's traveling with us. Can you give us an upgrade to an SUV? And I was like, Jesus Christ, of course, today. And I was like, man, I- I'm sorry. They literally told us 15 minutes ago that we will get fired if we give an SUV away. <laughs> and He goes, yeah, OK. You know, the same. The, yeah, the he, like- he
0: thought you were bullshit.
1: I would have. Right, of course. And I was like, I swear. I was, I was like, I'm, I swear to God, any other day I'd give you one. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Rolls his eyes. And then I, I feel this presence over me behind me. And I look back and it's Kane. <laughs> 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 I look I look behind me and I, I was like, holy shit. The largest man I've ever seen in real life. He's he's legitimately seven feet tall. Yeah, without the boots on. <laughs> yeah, without the boot. Uh We'll call him six ten without the yeah, boots on. Yeah, yeah. On. So I look. I get him a Ford Fiesta, which is like the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, that's all I could get. We had nothing. It's like a clown car for him. <laughs> so Kane rolls in. Um, uh, try. He's getting in the back seat, really struggling. You know, he's like ugh. And he just looks at They let at me. him get in the back to boot? In the wrestler's world, back is the best seat because you oh. can put your legs up.
0: Oh, God. Okay. In
1: wrestler's <laughs> world. <laughs> well, there's a lot of traveling. So the, yeah. the junior guy is always the driver. Yeah. Which was Zack Ryder. In did, this they, case.
0: did they flick you off? When they
1: were no. There. Kane gave me the, this death stare. Then they slowly drove away. And then that was it.
0: Hates your guts.
1: Hates my guts. And I legitimately couldn't this do is, anything. This is
0: what you have me getting into. Really? <laughs> like as his knees are pressing up against the chest? In front of them. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, asshole? Really? How about this? You fucking pay for it.
1: Right. You guys are. Fucking
0: millionaires yeah you want an upgrade sure come on back inside and we'll redo it fuck them you're absolutely I, right man even though you would have done it because you're spineless and you would have given them the upgrade of course i would have given it <laughs> Kane, <laughs> come right in I sir
1: i would have done it for Dolph, but you i probably would have given him a fucking stretch limousine if you could have i didn't know that kane was coming he came at the last second and I would have been more than happy to oblige. But, you know, it wasn't And be. he hates
0: your guts. Good. They all do. They should have paid for it. Fuck them. So, yeah, well, awkward situation. I'm glad you were in it. And I'm glad Kane intimidated you to a certain extent. But <laughs> they deserved it.
1: All right. Let's move on. All right, Number four. Number four. A little closer to uh, the D.C. area here. My number four is with a situation in Tampa. So, I went to University of South Florida, I mentioned a few times. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. The Redskins at the time were playing the Bucks, obviously. So I used to be on this uh, message board, extremeskins.com. This was like pre... It wasn't really a lot of social media, but you can get some, a lot of information from this X- Extreme Skins. It was a Redskins site. Anyway, I got information about where the team was staying. To what end?
0: Well, Why not? I'd nothing You're better do- to stand outside (laughs) you're here and you're in Tampa and I'm a Washington fan see
1: (laughs) well they had an area for the Washington fans so obviously there were more people doing it anyway so um I had a Chris Cooley jersey and I was with my future wife Kristen we were dating at the time and she was with me we were literally there for like six hours probably more than that sounds fun yeah well, I'd have nothing better to do. And <laughs> She was there with me, and we were with like-minded people, uh, other fans. But the thing was, they didn't allow anybody in the hotel, for obvious reasons. They had a security guard in front. So Kristen, somehow, the only one finagled her way in, said she really had to go to the bathroom, and she became friends or whatever with the security guard. And he was like, all right. So Kristen smuggles in the, uh, the Cooley jersey. And we saw Cooley, was, and the team was having dinner. You could actually see them. So Cooley and and Kristen were locking eyes a little bit. So I was like, "All right, use that. Take the Cooley jersey and go you in."
0: Pimping her out to get an <laughs> autograph? My so, God,
1: dude! So she she goes in and finds him, and he signs Chris Cooley number forty seven. And then she and he was like, "What's your name?" And he starts writing, "My name's Matthew." <laughs> no, he starts writing uh, Kristen. He's like, "No, no, no!" And she stops him from doing it. She's like, "No, no, no that's fine." Well, you're lucky that she came back out
0: after she was in there with
1: Cooley. He, oh, like, like said, do, do like, what like, you got to do, sweetheart. Yeah, do
0: what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. He might have been doing what he had to do at that point. You both were still just dating hell with it. All of a sudden, he says, hey, you know what? Why don't you take a si-? All of a sudden, she just sits down. That'd be freaking awesome. That would have been awesome. And You you want to talk about a shlemiel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> His first wife, they were married the exact same day as Kristen and I. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, so there you go. Could have been Kristen. Could have been. All right, let's move on. All right. So what do we got for number three, Matt? Well, Kristen was heavily involved in this one as well. Pimped her out again? No, no. This was a very different situation. Yeah. So this has to do with Ric Flair.
0: At least I know who he is. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. The who guy.
0: Oh, I'm yeah, just kidding. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> so um, we just moved to the area. This is right after Ric Flair retired. We went to that match, Noel, if you remember, WrestleMania. Yes,
0: yes, I was there.
1: And that kid was crying behind us.
0: I mean, you think Matt's pathetic? This guy behind us, first off, he was one step either away from being a serial killer or a pedophile, one of the two, <laughs> what he looked like. And this guy was weeping like the Pope had died, Ric Flair's retirement thing. I mean, weeping,
1: weeping. Yeah, he was. It was, was he the we, same one that was singing every single song? Singing as well?
0: every song. <laughs> I mean, this guy was. Picture a fat guy with glasses that lives in his mom's basement. That's all I have to say about it. Whoo! Anyway, go ahead. That was
1: WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium. That was, uh, no, Uh, no, it was at, uh, uh, the Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, no,
0: it was a good good time besides that weirdo that was behind us. What
1: a shithole that area is around. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I digress. So Ric Flair retired that match and he was in Charlotte and he was saying his like goodbyes to the Charlotte crowd because that's where he's from or, you know, that's where he made his name, whatever. It was a smackdown. So we had nothing to do. So Kristen, my friend Craig and (laughs) myself waited outside to see where the wrestlers were going like for their hotel. Anyway, I'm sitting in the car and it's running. So I see Edge. People know who Edge is. He comes out with uh, one other guy. I forgot who it was. I was like, all right, let's go. So I tail him. This guy starts driving like Grand Theft Auto and was trying to lose us.
0: Yeah, no shit. What? What? (laughs) These guys at this point know if somebody's tailing them. They probably get to, they get tailed all the time.
1: Well, okay, well I did as well. But I, they're like was... crime bosses at this point. <laughs> so just... I was tailing them, and it was I've never tailed anybody before. The greatest tail job of all time. So everything's one way in Charlotte. So he took this turn. And I was like, oh my God, he's gone. I don't know how I did it, but somehow he appeared right back in front of us. <laughs> it was awesome. And um uh, so anyway he gave up at that point and just started driving and then ended up getting to the hotel where all, all the guys were. Anyway, make a long story short, we park and go inside at the hotel bar, which, you know, wrestlers tend to frequent after a show, and Rick Flair was there, among other guys. So Rick Flair, I swear to God, right when we walk in, goes right up to Kristen immediately. <laughs> I dirty, mean, what a, dirty old man as dirty yeah. as they come it was crazy it was and so he starts hold on are you sitting there with her absolutely sitting right there it's like i don't even exist awesome okay. what a
0: beast yeah
1: it's a nature boy so he's like hey uh gets her a couple shots this and that he's like hey i want you to introduce you to some of my friends like jim ross is there and bruce pritchard guys that have been there forever his friends so he's taking her all around and introducing. And you're
0: sitting at the table with Craig. Oh. No, no, this is, this
1: is the worst part. I after I introduced myself, <laughs> oh, I was like, "Hello, Mr. So Hello, Mister Flair." I was like, "Hi, I'm Matt." He's like, "Did you he say Mister even... Flair?" Yeah, what the... He's an hold old man. Hold on, wait a second. No, supposed to. Say, no, 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 Ricky boy. Uh, no, no. What's up, Nate? No, no,
0: at the moment that he's hitting on your girlfriend or wife, at that wife, point no. and pretending that you don't even exist. Cordial behavior goes out the window. I'm not saying you had to get up and kick his ass or anything because you would have gotten destroyed by the mall of wrestlers that were in the place. But you don't have to
1: still have like manners with the dude. Well, in fairness, I did it at the very beginning. So it was before. Okay. so. All
0: right, fine. So you introduced. So it was initially when he came over to the table, you're like. Hey, Mr. Flair. And then exactly. things spiraled out of control at that point.
1: He didn't even look at me. And he brings Kristen. He starts. He's like, let me buy you a drink. Was and he bombed and at this point? Um, bomb, Probably coped, coked who, out of his mind. Who the hell knows? Who knows? Anyway, so he's introducing everybody to this, you know, by, I don't know, 20 minutes later, they're literally doing the Ric Flair strut together in unison. I mean, this guy's like pushing strut. hard, man. <laughs>
0: He's a caricature of himself in real life. Well, so. he knows that that's what the ladies want to see. Yeah, he's probably cries himself to sleep half the times when he goes into his fucking room. He's pathetic.
1: I hope so. But you know, after the way he treated me, you know, he so. didn't
0: treat you anything. <laughs> he pretended you didn't right. exist and he was indifferent to you. That's even better. He dominated you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I wasn't concerned that Chris was going to no, go home with Ric Flair not that night. I'm talking about that part So, uh, So I just well, kind yeah, of felt it I mean, you, and- they
0: didn't disappear for 15 minutes. I mean, she was sitting there just dealing with this stupid old man. I mean, basically, right. is what was going but, on.
1: But she definitely, you know, went along with oh, this. Oh, no. And I mean, was, hell, was a cool sure. situation.
0: I mean, she's doing the strut with Ric Flair. Who the hell wouldn't do it? I mean, it was surreal. You two buffoons, <laughs> you and Craig are sitting at a table, and I could just see the conversation. Like, you're talking, and Craig is just going, "Duh, There she goes again. <laughs> Duh. It was like, this is crazy. This is uh, crazy.
1: I mean, it was. But it, it was surreal, uh, and uh, that was... Uh, wow. Ric Flair owned you. That's all right, awesome. So moving on. Yeah. Numero dos. Kristen's no longer involved with the next two. so Yeah, there we go. Dump- <laughs> Pimping her out. You've grown up. I didn't uh, pimp her out on that one. The, the Cooley one, absolutely. Can't agree more. All right. So my number two is Fred Davis. If anybody remembers the former tight end who actually took Chris Cooley's job, this was awesome. So Craig again came with me. The first year they were at Richmond. We met over there in Richmond and watched a couple practices. It was there for like three days. The, the night before we left, Hopefully, mom isn't listening to this. We went to a uh, gentleman's club, Craig and I. (laughs) And. Oh, God. You did not want to go (laughs) at
0: all. No (laughs) shit. Just to give you all an idea of Craig. Craig's like a big teddy bear, but Uh, talks less than a teddy bear talks, like an actual (laughs) stuffed animal teddy bear. Yeah. It's like talking to when you were a child, talking to your stuffed animal. And. You just have to imagine what it would say back to you in its mind. Craig talks to me. He doesn't, Does he, he? doesn't
1: he doesn't like you. That's why uh, he doesn't talk uh, to
0: you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> then tell me to fuck off then. Something.
1: That that'll never happen. Yeah. But anyway, so keep in mind Fred Davis was in some legal trouble prior to that. He he got suspended for weed and, and all that. He always had something going on. Yeah. But this was the year we we're like, all right, you know, he's really gonna break out. And so we're at this trip club and I see I see Fred Davis walk by, and he walks by and makes it rain, but he doesn't stop. Fred. He has a <laughs> he has a wad of cash. He's supposed. Just- and it just explodes money all over this. Like
0: a deck like, of cards. But he That's didn't stop. Awesome.
1: He just did it while he was on his way out. So it was basically like raining while he was walking. It was a beast. <laughs> like a trail of roses, except it was cash. <laughs> yeah. Were the girls jumping down from the
0: pole and like scrambling around on the ground to grab well, every dollar? Possibly. That would have been all-
1: <laughs> I was on my way out as well. So we walked and I ended up talking to him. I was feeling pretty good and so was he. So we got to talking. I don't even remember what the hell we talked but I do know that I said, hey, I started feeling kind of comfortable with Fred when we were on a first-name basis. And I said, hey... Oh, did you start out with Mr. Davis? I, I did not. No, did you not. didn't. Okay, no, good. I think I was technically... I think I was older than him at that point. <laughs> so he, he doesn't deserve the Mr. Davis. But so I said... Um, I was like, Fred, don't go driving home. It looks like you've had a few. He's like, ah, I ain't driving home. And then what comes out is <laughs> two strippers come out and get on his on his arms... <laughs> right after i say this and then so he has this like pimped out beamer and one of the strippers gets into the uh into the front seat and drives and the other Uh, one gets in the back seat (laughs) with him no he i think he was in the front seat she got in the back and um (laughs) you go i ain't driving (laughs) and he was right. He wasn't. He was being very uh, responsible that night.
0: Good. Good for him. Good and, he, for him.
1: Uh, and he went home with wow, um, that's awesome. two strippers. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he's no longer in the league. Two years later, I think he yeah, was out. Yeah, I think he was toast after that, man. Yeah. Hey. Very hey, nice man. guy, though. I'll tell you. He has some stories, though. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Go to the team hotel with two strippers. He, he would have been fine with COVID in the NBA. <laughs>
0: two two, two (laughs) people absolutely (laughs) not with your teammates in a hotel room but two strippers you good Uh, just fine all right let's uh let's move on to uh your number one awkward moment with an athlete matt
1: and this one i do know and this one is awkward this one is awful uh so (laughs) i mentioned d'angelo williams earlier Drafted by Marty Herney, ironically enough. Ironically enough. So, uh, D'Angelo Williams. Uh, so, I used to manage a bowling alley. I've had some interesting jobs in my life. This kind of takes the cake on this, but I was actually, at this point, an assistant manager at the bowling alley. I had a little stroke at the old uh, AMF. So, I see D'Angelo Williams come in. Um, at this point, he was a total beast, pro bowls and everything. And so... Circling back to some wrestling, he wears an Edge shirt. That's your in. Well, and I just said, hey, great shirt. He's the rated R superstar shirt, B shirt. So he wore it, and we, we started talking wrestling. You know, He's a fan. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to go to WrestleMania a couple months and this and that. I said, awesome. All right. So D'Angelo Williams came in, I don't know, maybe once every two weeks or so. And um, I always set him up, always gave him two lanes away from everybody else. He never asked, I just did it. Always appreciated it. Trying to make sure nobody bothered him. while the man bowled. So avid bowler as well. So, you know, we were friendly for a long time, a solid three months, maybe something like that. And he was always cordial. We always talk wrestling, stuff like that. So this one day, D'Angelo Williams was there, and this guy, he was a shift leader, forgot his name, but he was a huge Panthers fan. Massive. And it was his birthday. So he goes and grabs an old bowling pin and was like, hey. I don't want to bother D'Angelo when he's, when he's bowling, when he's done, can you ask him to sign this pin? And I was like, man, I'm, I've never asked him for anything. I'm not going to do that. Absolutely not. And I like this guy. We all, we, you know, we, we would hang out and stuff. And I was like, he treated you like a human, you know, treated, like
0: you were just one of the boys.
1: Yeah. Well, but I also liked the guy that asked me for the birthday party thing. I did like him. He was a nice guy. Yeah. I was like, <sighs> okay. There's no way that he's going to have a problem with this, right? If I just ask him, it's just signing a goddamn bowling pin. It can't be that hard. So after he's done bowling, he comes up and, you know, I was like, hey, D'Angelo, um, do you mind signing this pin? It's it's my buddy's birthday. He's a, he's a huge Panthers fan, blah, blah, blah. He had this smile on his face as he always seemed to like talking to me. And then all of a sudden, his face just goes blank. And he was like, yeah, fine. He's like, just give me the pin. And he signs it and relationship was never the same. He came in a couple times after that, didn't even look up at me.
0: Wow. I, I didn't know that he never talked to you again. I just thought it was just an awkward moment, not no. multiple times
1: after that. Damn. I would check him in. He'd be like, mm. you know, something like that. Like wouldn't even say what's up, anything like that. You're a sellout. You were just like the rest. wasn't even for me.
0: He thought you liked him for him. you destroyed <laughs> whatever small portion that he
1: had faith in humanity. you destroyed it. I pulled it from him and you know yeah. <laughs> and the ironic part was it wasn't even for me. I legitimately was just trying to do a favor for somebody else.
0: Yeah, every time he looked at you and he had those conversations with you he said, you know this guy, all right, this guy likes me for me. <laughs> not for my autograph. Not for my autographs, not for my money, not for my fame. He just wants to shoot the shit about wrestling. He doesn't yeah. give a shit
1: who the hell I am, right? And that moment you took from him, I didn't even talk football with him because I wasn't even a fan. I was, I was a Washington fan. I didn't give a shit about him. Yeah, so yeah, it, no, it, it, exactly. And he's fine with that. Yeah, he's fine with that until you broke his trust. I did. And good job, Matt. Well done. In all honesty, he's a dickhead for being offended by that. I don't know. It Oh yeah. It took him five seconds to write <laughs> right on a fucking bowling pin. So in reality, he was the scumbag. Oh, all this.
0: I'm just giving you a hard time. But talk about it. We talked about this being awkward situations. It was awkward for months afterwards. Did you still give him the good lanes? Yeah, I still hooked him Fuck up. Fuck that shit. You should have fucking put him in right next to a bunch of screaming kids. Screw
1: him. In a way, I felt bad, though. Like, I felt like this was my fault. But looking back, what an asshole. No,
0: no, absolutely. Initially,
1: maybe, you know, the first time he's like,
0: dude, okay, yeah, sure. But after that, and he sees you're still giving him the good lanes, and he comes over, you know, Grow the fuck up. You're an athlete. You're a celebrity.
1: Whatever you are. Did you think I was going to sell this used bowling pin somewhere?
0: Yeah. And, and Dude, that's used... if I was that gaga over you, I would have done it the first day.
1: Right. Fuck you. You think that I was playing the long game? I didn't know yeah. you were ever going to come back. Like what? I wasn't
0: thinking because we had talked for three months that all of a sudden I was going to ask you for money. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Sign the bowling pin and get the fuck out of here. And next time I'm going to put you next to a bunch of, bunch of screaming kids and there you go. Or you just don't have to come back. I got the autograph. I wanted anyway. Well. So finishing off the list, that was absolutely awesome. I don't know how you can. Well, I know how you encounter these people because you have a tendency to chase them down to the point that you're pimping people out. You're stalking. You're checking websites for these people. I never run into anybody. Mm -hmm. Never have. Don't give a shit. If I see them, cool. But you, ladies and gentlemen, this actually is a top five. This isn't. (laughs) you know, just five people that he's met and we just made it this way. He really had to narrow this sucker down. I don't know how he sees him, but he's got a laundry list of people out there that are like, oh, that guy, really? Oh, please, that's not. How-
1: <laughs> Look, I've met, I've met Ron Rivera. I didn't even want to talk to him. I've met Hulk Hogan. I did want to talk to him very much. You
0: don't have to defi- hey, hey yeah,
1: you good. were there for that one. You're uh, good. You know?
0: You're good. No, it was a good list, and um, you know, hey, it was I fun. I had to take
1: some off. It's nice to change things up uh, not the, the, just, the normal for me. Routine. It's just not.
0: I thought it was fun to do just because you know that's just not me. I just find it cringe. I, I don't want to give. I guess it's too much of the straguzzi in me. I just don't want to give people the satisfaction. I like if I see somebody has a nice car. I don't even look at it. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give people any satisfaction at all. It doesn't make me, I think I'm better than anyone. I don't want
1: someone to have the opportunity to think that they're better than me. In fairness here. We gotta we gotta end this, but yeah, the SmackDown thing. I wasn't trying to give anybody any you know feeling that they were better than me. You know, I just wanted to see wrestlers. I was not gonna sit in the corner of the bar. I wasn't gonna like grown, hang out. You're grown damn man, grow up. Yeah, it was many years ago. <laughs> but then D'Angelo Williams. That's exactly what happened. I didn't give him any satisfaction, than I even knew the fuck he was. Good. and that's why he liked me. Yeah, and good job. And he thinks you're just like everybody else. At the end of the day, you were just like every other
0: peon that they have to sign an autograph for.
1: Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, never forgive him for that. Anyway, well, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, beltwaysportsbros.com. Enjoy the championship games this weekend. Ooh, yeah. Those are some solid games. Green Bay. And Buffalo—that's who I want to see in the Super Bowl. Is it real- weird that I kind of want to see Brady do it? I don't know why. It is weird. He's got some kind of likability factor for me now. I don't. D- does he? Yeah, it's weird. And okay. also, it's it's also because I want to see Washington, that they got the eight points with t- Taylor oh, Heineke.
0: God, I knew that's why. God, you, again, just Le- loser leg- talk. Legitimize. Like, like, see? We lost to a really good team, guys. With All right. our
1: fourth quarterback, yes.
0: Yeah, good. Well, right. I, I, I'm not going to sell my soul to want Brady to win another Super Bowl just to, uh, to show that Washington was a formidable opponent, Matt. Uh, absolutely not. I, I want to see a good Super Bowl. Green Bay, Buffalo, and then whoever the hell wins it, wins it. That would be good. There, I'm not rooting for anybody. I just want to well, see a good game.
1: The NFL wants to see the Chiefs, and either two are fine from the NFC. They could give a shit.
0: If Mahomes can play. He uh, practice
1: <laughs> I think he's going to. Yeah. yeah, concussion protocol out the window on this one. Anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, guys. We'll see you Tuesday.